What's up, broskies? My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What is up? Tonight's brew is from OEC Brewing. It is the Nelson South Pacific Lager. What's on tap for tonight? At this point, it's kind of unavoidable. We have <laughs> to talk about Kanye West. <laughs> we just have to. I think... It's not like we want to. We have to. It's our obligation. We are obligated yeah. to talk about Kanye West. Right. And the glorious return of Trailer Trash. Trailer Trash. Featuring Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness mm. and Jordan mm. Peele's newest uh, foray into horror. Nope. Nope. All that, and we'll see what else we can get into. Uh... But first, let's fucking crack open these beers and let's just get right into this motherfucker. This is episode 342 of the One Beer In Podcast. Oh, beautiful. Did you see that? I got the room back and everything. That's great. Yes, you do. All right. Yes, you do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. And without further ado, Adam, please, if you will, the cold read. I certainly will. This is the OEC Brewing Nelson South Pacific Lager. It is one pint, cool shipped and open fermented dry hop lager the cold read is as follows nelson is our south pacific lager brewed using maris otter malt and hopped with with new zealand nelson salvin hops after the boil it rests in our copper cool ship for one hour and is then transferred over our body lot cooler <laughs> nelson undergoes a cool fermentation using a german lager yeast it is cellared for several months and finally dry hopped prior to release. And this bad boy is a 5.7% ABV. All right. Well, let's get right into this bitch. Clinker. No, that wasn't. <laughs> so weak. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck wow. me. How the fuck did I do that? Thirsty, huh? <laughs> did I hit my shirt? I did hit my shirt. Good. Damn it! What's on the shirt? Let's this do a shirt a check. Shirt check. See that? Eric being Rakim. Uh, Nalati got this for me from nice. Christmas. Oh, very nice. Eric being Rakim. And there's this cool. See that down there? Nice little detail. Oh yeah. 1986. 1986 in the in in the butt corner. Yeah. Uh, I love this shirt. She, I got. I open up the box. Immediately saw what it was, and I was like, "This is fucking stellar." <laughs> well, it goes it goes well with the uh, Eric Bean Rock him for president. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Like, I, I, I know, but I mean, like album wise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually makes sense. I got. I, I I I'll have to. I guess I'll have to wear it next week if I remember. But you and her got me two fucking stellar 
t-shirts for Christmas. That that Orlando (laughs) Magic uh, 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 Ninja Turtles mashup is is perfect. Official product. I love it. Is it? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure they're they're selling it like license (laughs) from the NBA. And I'm pretty sure the NBA doesn't mess around with fake turtles. So, yeah. I love that. I think it's an actual. They have that and they have a cross promo with um, uh, Grateful Dead. Nice. So. With the like teddy bears or with the teddy okay, bears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy bears and skull. Like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually found a mystery fun house. Look shirt. at that. So if you're from the Orlando area, you may remember, and you're an old fart like me, uh-huh. you may remember the mystery fun house. Um, long defunct attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a good, good, good shirt intro. Good I, sh- I like it. Good shirt day. It's a good, it's a good shirt week. Mm-hmm. Oops. Uh, didn't realize this was a, not where it should be. All right. Okay. Good to go. Okay. All right. All right, ladies and germs. We won't keep you waiting any longer. I know that. <laughs> Enough about the shirts already. <laughs> I know that what you guys are here for is our opinions on old Kane West. Um, officially going by Ye nowadays, right? Yes. Uh, he officially changed his name to Ye. Just so. Ye. Um, we will respect the man's wishes and henceforth refer to him as yay. Yay. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's just it's been a thing that like I've been like um, I guess paying attention to like uh, I guess like I've been on like the outside of it, uh-huh. kind of kind of watching as it unfolded and thinking like there's no way that it's gonna get it's gonna ramp up more than it has. Yeah, and every and day it, it feels like. Yeah. So, I guess, where do you even start with this? He's got an album coming out, which conspiracy theorists always say that when Ye has an album coming out, he'll do some weird PR stunt to promote the album. I mean, you say conspiracy theorists, but it's been almost like clockwork. I know. I know. Because we were just talking about this when Donda was coming out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was another conspiracy. Yeah. And then same with Jesus is King, mm. which is still hard for me to say for some reason. Jesus is King. Jesus is King. Jesus is King. Jesus King. Jesus King. Jesus Jesus King. Jesus King. Yeah, I yeah, I don't um I don't know. I guess I guess I'm just a naive person and I give people the benefit of the doubt when they don't deserve it because I I just I just don't want to believe that he would do some of the things that he's done in the past just to ramp up attention when he has an album coming out. Right. But it does, like you said, feel like clockwork. When he has an album coming out, some weird shit happens or he does something crazy. Right. He gets himself at the forefront of the news. And when he was talking all this shit about Kim K and Pete Davidson and all this, he's doing all this stuff on Instagram and he's celebrating it. He's like, you know, we're number one trending, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we're number one above the Super Bowl and all God this stuff. Meant for us to be number one. Yeah, and it's just it's shit like that where you go. I mean, maybe, like, is it a coincidence or maybe he actually is, like, it's a it's a it's a plot. It's a thing that he does to you know garner <sighs> attention whenever he knows that he has something. He's got an album like the new yeah. album rollout is. What controversial thing can I do to get everybody talking about me and then put an album out? Right. Well, um, I think it's it's really, really shitty if 
if if the people he's talking shit about, which I guarantee this is the case, aren't in on the bit, um, that's really it's a really shitty thing to do. Well, I like the um, screenshots that he's posted on his Instagram. Right. First of all, cropped like he's never used a phone and is like he's got three thumbs. I don't understand how he can be who he is. And be so technologically inept. Well, it's, it's he dog. He uses the internet like a eighty-year-old man. I, I I'm let's just like regardless of all the content. Yeah, I can't believe how inept <laughs> he is at at the internet. It's but crazy. Are you that surprised though? Because like he is one of those guys that is like solely focused on what he's doing. It seems I don't know the guy personally, but it, it <laughs> if seems you like, did, I'd be like, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. Yeah. Um, he seems like one of those guys that is like all chips in on what he's doing, whether that's fashion or music. Yeah. And then nothing, nothing else anywhere else. Like, uh, yes. absolutely nothing. I agree with that. But being able to to post a screenshot on Instagram is not that hard. And it's not. I would think that a person like himself, who is usually at the forefront of most of these industries, I'm not saying like he's, you know. Like Mister Mister iPhone or whatever, like he understands like all the technology. Tech, tech, Jesus Christ, technologic. <laughs> what I'm saying is like he's not that old, dude. I mean, yeah. 44 is is he's older than us, but he's not that old. A 44 year old person should know how to fucking take a screenshot sure. and post it on Instagram. Yeah. I'm just saying, even if he's distracted by all the other things in his life. I don't know. He put no V bucks into it. A guy, a guy who is who is at the forefront of music, you would think would be tapped in enough to be able to run his own Instagram sure. account. Well, maybe this is a sign of his uh, current uh, mental state in which he's posting these things very erratically <clears throat> and then deleting them all. Yeah, because maybe it's not as thought out as we're we're uh, theorizing here. That's you know, the other. Uh, possible possibility possibility I don't want to minimize what could be a cry for help or cry for help or a mental health crisis uh-huh. but just from the outside looking in if we're being like two guys just judging from what we're seeing sure I'm looking at a guy who is just kind of shitty and is doing this stuff and I don't I, I I just far too often we let men get away with doing shitty things. People, women do shitty things too. True. People. We let them get away with doing shitty things and chalk it up to mental health. And sure. I just don't think it's fair to I mean if he's truly if they're not in on it and he's truly just terrorizing Kim Kardashian and yeah. Pete Davidson right now. Like, it's unfair to them to just be like, well, I mean, he's going through stuff, so cut him some slack. Sure, They're like, sure. you're actually, from some of the screenshots that he posted on his own Instagram, Kim Kardashian is afraid for Pete Davidson's life yeah. because Kanye West, Ye's fans are so goddamn insane yeah. that she's concerned that, like, they might actually <laughs> do something him. to him. Yeah. Well, um, and if that's really the case, then it's unfair to them to just be like, well, you know, he's going through some stuff. 
there's here's the thing I, i've been looking at the comment section on all these things of course mm -hmm. and of course Bro. it is dominated by the yay stands who Bro. are just egging him on saying goat <coughs> Bro. goat oh he just wants his family back they're so sad and weird but i will say i will say to the credit of humanity <laughs> as a whole i did zero in on one comment that actually seemed to be pretty logical mm. and it was um somebody had said you know uh essentially i understand admittedly yay has said that he has mental health issues mm -hmm. he isn't being treated for them he just has them and uses it sort of as fuel for his art mm -hmm. and whatnot um but this is this behavior is insane mm -hmm. and then somebody commented underneath saying well you know don't say it's insane you, you can say what you said but not say it's insane and, and like zeroed in on that yeah. portion of it and someone <clears throat> someone came in underneath that and said hey listen i have bipolar disorder too what he's doing right now is insane mm -hmm. what what he's doing is insane yeah. you can still have accountability and have mental disorders yeah that those two things aren't mutually exclusive mm -hmm. you know he needs treatment he needs help but again speaking only on face value because we don't know the guy personally and we don't know if this is all just a big pr run mm -hmm. this elaborate ploy um but taking everything at face value if he's really having this much of like a uh spiral he needs help yeah and everyone around him seems incapable of reaching him or he seems unwilling to have or to take any of that help yeah or advice yeah because it seems like he's only <clears throat> it, whenever he hears somebody criticizing he's saying oh these are just haters yeah and Everyone else that's around that's left is essentially just egging him on and saying, yeah, go, go, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Frankly, what he's doing is terrifying. <laughs> it, like, I don't know how you can't see that as, as a human being. <clears throat> like, if you were to remove all of the celebrity of this, all of the sheen, and, you know, let's say you're dating someone and her ex is terrorizing her in the same way. Posting stuff on the internet, posting on social media, yeah, um, you know, borderline threatening you, yeah. Is that okay? Not borderline. I mean, he's, <laughs> there's some of them. Up. Some of them, he straight up just was like, you know, I'm gonna see him when I see him type shit. Right. So, would you be as accepting of that kind of behavior if the shoe was on your foot? I don't think so. No, I I think you make an excellent point. Because if you, like you said, if you if you remove the celebrity aspect of this and it was just one of your mutual friends on Instagram and you saw them posting, I've seen people on Instagram, I've seen like friends of friends, acquaintances that I've like met where, you know, we follow each other because, you know, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. I've seen them like say crazy stuff either about their ex or about their like current situation where they're like, you know, this bitch is driving me crazy, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, bro. You need to talk to somebody. Right. You need to stay off of Instagram. Yeah. And you need to work this out on this your own. This is not the way to go about this. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, if if he if if just some if just some guy was doing this, you, 
your first inclination would be like, this person needs help. Yeah. And um, I'm worried about the other people who are involved in this because right. what he's saying is kind of insane. Yeah. And the fact that it's Kanye West has like for millions of people has has put this like shiny gloss on it. He's he's reposted some of the stands on his Instagram yeah. and emboldened them sure. to continue uh, hyping him up to continue doing this shit. Right. Bro, it's... He just wants enablers. That's all it is. Yeah. It's and a, he has... It, it is a clear-cut, almost a cliche of when you get so rich and powerful that you no longer have people telling you the truth. Yeah. And yeah. like that kind of isolation leads to this kind of behavior. Yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, we're forgetting about the fact that he has a documentary out on Netflix right now. Mm -hmm. A three-part documentary called Genius. Yeah. Exploring the early career of Kanye West. So he's got this, and he's got an album coming out, and he's got everyone by the balls right now. Yeah. Everyone in the media by the balls. Wait, hanging off his every word, waiting for him to post some shit on Instagram um, I guess he's done with Twitter and he's using Instagram as his mm -hmm. as his. Have you seen that video of uh, Julia Fox that's gone viral for yeah. talking about uh, uncut jams? Uncut, uncut jams. jams. Uncut jams. I was just Safety's views when he made uncut jams. Uncut jams. Uncut jams. With her dead eyes. All I that's all uncut I can hear. Jams. Uncut jams. Uncut jams. Yeah. This is all I can think it's about. It's great. Uncut jams. It. If there's jams. one thing good that comes out of this, it's uncut jams. It's uncut jams. Yeah. I got jobs. Yeah. I got jobs. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I got jobs. I got jobs. Are you Kanye's music? I mean, kind of. <laughs> What's a muse? I've, I've watched it a thousand times. <laughs> What's a muse? Well, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Anka Jobs. You know, Anka Jobs. Incredible. Incredible material. <laughs> you got to love it. <laughs> Uncut jams. Uncut jams. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Julia Fox uh, apparently is up right now. She's <laughs> yeah. she's winning. If she got her bag. Mm -hmm. If anything, Julia Fox did her thing, and you know, she got her jams. So good for her. Yeah, she can wear her leather pants <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it it you start to get to a point where you're like I mean, I've already we're already past the uh idea of like his music is so genius and stuff and the and his his, his outward persona notwithstanding you listen to his music and you go, man, it, you know, but he's such a genius. Like uh, genius geniuses do crazy shit. You know, sure. they cut off their ears and they, you know, they do. <laughs> right. But I think we're we're in a moment. I think we're past that at this point where we're like, you have to take some accountability for what you're doing. And the irony of it is he did and then turn around and like continued with the same behavior. So it's like at, at what point? I guess we're already at a place where. Most of us are going, he needs help, and somebody needs to take his phone away. And then the other side of the argument is people hyping him up and saying, you know, go, Kanye, go. Right. You're the GOAT. We're so proud of you. 
I, I see people like people on his Instagram commenting like, you know, Kim K come home and, you know, we're going to get Pete when we see him. Right. Kanye, you're the best. You're the goat. And it's like, bro, this is I know that those most of those comments are just people trolling and trying to get attention and they're winning because they are getting attention and sure. they are getting people like even if it's a bunch of people. I mean, they got me, dog. There was one guy. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not even going to give him more free clout. But there's a guy who, like, continues to post on his page. And he got me. I, I fucking clicked because he said he made a song. And I clicked on it. And it was dog shit. And uh, even in the lyrics, he was like, I got you. Like, in the lyrics, he was like, I got you. You're on my page. You're <laughs> listening to this song. And I was like, fuck. He did. He uh, got me. I'm a fucking idiot. I, I fucking went to his Instagram. And I ah, he got me. Yeah. So there are people who are just taking this as an opportunity to just, you know, get clout and do shit like that. Sure, of course. But you don't you don't take into account the potentially thousands of people who are just crazy and sure. taking this as an opportunity to be like, if I do something to Pete, Kanye, Kanye will notice me. me. Yeah. yeah. And you have to think about that. It's not an extreme thought. I know people will think like, oh, that's never going to happen. But you have to realize the global influence that Kanye West sure. has. Well, I'm seeing this this also uh, whiplash of people now saying, oh, all of you people are just clutching your pearls at him doing this when it's not that big of a deal. He's just, you know, saying how he feels. He's in the middle of a divorce. Of course he's upset. It's like, yeah, sure. I, I, I can empathize with that. I I. I I get it. Yeah, millions of people have had divorces, though. Sure. And <laughs> you got to understand, too, like, again, unless everyone knows and everyone's, like, on the same page and this is all just a big PR ploy, if that's not the case, like, you know, Kim Kardashian's still a human being. Yeah. And Pete No matter Davidson, how you feel about her. Sure. Pete Davidson's a human being. Yeah. And they probably see a lot of this, a lot of They're these comments. all of it. There's no way that they're not seeing these comments. And mind you, like, let's not even bring the kids in the conversation here. Yeah. Like, all this is super unfair to them. Mm -hmm. And even if it is, it, even if you're just trolling and it's for clout or whatever, <clears throat> it's not It's not a really nice thing to do. No. It's not, it's not a really kind thing to do. I know the internet makes it feel like that level removed from real people. And celebrity adds another level to mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. But frankly, like... It's not it's not right. Well, I think that that's really the the issue is that there are people and this goes back to the Joe Rogan thing that we talked about where it's like you don't know Joe Rogan just because you listen to hundreds of hours of him talking doesn't mean that you know him. Sure. And it's the same thing with Kanye West and any other celebrity. People think that like just because you follow these people and they expose a lot of themselves to you means that you know them and you don't know them. You don't right. know these personal situations and you certainly don't know like you can look at kim kardashian and like hate her persona and what she what sure. she has brought to society and all that stuff yada yada i don't even want to get into that conversation but like you said she's still a human being right and she you know going through a divorce trying to figure out how to co-parent with what is outwardly looking to be a fucking psychopath mm -hmm. it's like it it you know how do you not empathize with her? How do you not look at this situation and go like, this fucking, this is insane. Like yeah. I, I, there's no, I, I wouldn't know what to do in this situation. And like, you know, people are like, Oh, he just wants his family back. And it's like, all right, man, 
then call her. <laughs> right. You know? Have a conversation. And if Do that you, doesn't work, back off. There's literally, like, he posted screenshots, and I don't know if he deleted them, but there's screenshots that he posted of her ask, her go, her saying to him, like, why can't any of our conversations yeah. be private? Why do you continue to post this stuff? And his response was, you're my, I'm your number one fan. You're my favorite person in the world. Why wouldn't I share that with people? Bro, that's psychotic. Yeah. That's, imagine if you said that, um, put yourself I know that this is hard for some of you psychopaths who are fr- who are fans of, of Ye. I know that this is hard. Uh-huh. But take a second and put yourself in the shoes of Kim Kardashian. Put yourself in those Louboutins. Mm-hmm. Walk a mile. Walk a mile. In those Louboutins. If, some, if you were like, if, if you were dealing with an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend and they were continuously posting your private conversations on their Instagram and going, see, see, look, look. And you were like, why do you keep doing that? And they're like, I'm your number one fan. I, I love you love so, you so much. much. I, I just want to share everyone. that with the world. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. You would be like, there is a serious issue here. You need to put your phone down. We need to talk in person because you are off the deep end. Well, let's add another wrinkle to this. Even deeper than that. Let's say you were married to this person. You've had children with this person. Mm-hmm. Add that element into it, and suddenly it feels like manipulation. It feels threatening. Uh, it feels coercive. You know, the whole thing, uh, I don't know if you saw, but... Uh, for Valentine's Day, he delivered a truck full of roses. Yes, or I saw that, and I was like, "Hey, man, again, not cool." Right, very not cool. So, I mean, you can be the biggest Yay fan in the world. <clears throat> and, I mean, we were among Yay fans for mm-hmm. decades. Yeah, um, I was. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about it before, but on this on this podcast, you can go back and listen to the me defending uh him uh uh you know yeah but uh, there comes a point where that sort of uh adoration for someone's creative talent ends <laughs> and this should be the point for a lot of you people yeah uh there yeah there should be a moment um with behavior like this mm-hmm. but the problem is the people who are egging this shit on they don't care yeah their idea is I'm going to gain clout from this. And it, it doesn't matter who is left in my path of getting to where I need to be. Right. Or where I want to be, rather. So whether it's, you know, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I'm going to use any means that I can to get on. And I'm going to take advantage of any situation that I can. I mean, imagine being one of these guys who lives in his comment section. <clears throat> And they get thousands and thousands of likes and engagement saying whether they're saying good things or bad things, they're getting engagement. Yeah. And you know what that you know what that means to a record label or to a production company? Those suits don't give a fuck if you are. <clears throat> I mean, save for suing for excuse me, save for doing something really heinous. They don't care why you're getting that engagement yeah. as long as you are getting that sure. engagement I'll, as long as you're not doing something so controversial that they have to um 
do some kind of PR stunt to yeah, get yeah. you away from that. Right, right. Save for that, they don't care where that engagement is coming from. So what, these guys who are sitting in his comment section, you know, saying shitty things and getting all that engagement, a production company is going to go, wow, I mean, you found a formula to get people's attention. And so here's a million dollars to do it again. Yeah, yeah. And that, so that it empowers hurt. people to continue doing shit like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, from what we've seen as of yesterday, I think it was, um, Kanye deleted everything. Oh, he did? He, yeah, he deleted his entire Instagram. Uh, like, or not the entire Instagram, but everything he posts. posted on it. Yeah. And then posted this message, which I will read. Please do. <clears throat> Uh, I've learned that using all caps makes people feel like I'm screaming at them. <laughs> I'm working on my communication. I can benefit from a team of creative professionals, organizers, mobilizers, and community leaders. Thank everybody for supporting me. I know sharing screenshots was jarring and came off as harassing Kim. I take accountability. I'm still learning in real time. I don't have all the answers to be good to be good, I mean, he meant to be a good leader, uh, is to be a good listener. And that was his most recent post <clears> until <throat> he posted, he posted something else before this and deleted it, but now he just posted a caption that says, love you family, and the post itself says, God, please watch over me and keep my mind sane. I could use it right now. To anyone who feels alone, I'm with you and I love you. So That's that bullshit. I hate when people post shit like, you know, I'm 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 here and I love you. And it's like, you don't even know me. You don't care. If I could, if I if I called Kanye West right now, you think he would take, you know, the five minutes to even. Eh. I'm sick of <sighs> Maybe. That shit. I don't know. Eh, he might. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he would. Could be. Yeah. Maybe he would. It's been charitable in the past. I don't think he would. Yeah. With homeless rappers and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait and see how this all kind of shakes out. Album's supposed to come out at the end of February. So it's the 16th. He's supposed to be dropping 222. Mm -hmm. I know this because uh, this isn't information that I seeked out. Sought this out. is sought out. Thank you. <laughs> this is information that was like put in front of me. Yeah, I didn't yeah. ask for this. Sure. So that shows you the power of I was going to say I mean it, that I, if this was all a PR stunt it worked. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, same. I I knew that just from it being blasted in my face. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Don't what... take that out of context, please. <laughs> just take that little little nugget. Uh huh. Blast, bla bla blast, blast it in, in the face. face. <laughs> yeah. So well, I guess you know we'll find out. We'll find out how this all what you know where we are. You know by the by by March what what the situation is yeah because donda 2 could be an incredible album and then and then everyone it's the thing it's this it's the same thing with um sports um sports if you win winning solves everything that's that's what they say in sports winning solves right. everything right. so no matter how shitty of a person you uh aaron Rodgers, for instance say what you will about aaron Rodgers as a person or how you feel about how he handled uh the vaccine and yada yada doing my own research and all this stuff you have your opinions we have ours he won MVP for the fourth time, and everyone just forgets about it. He's one away from tying Peyton Manning for the most MVPs of all time. Mm -hmm. And 
Now the conversation is about how many MVPs he has. Yeah. And no one uh, is talking anything about um, Mr. Anti-Vax, this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? They're talking about him and Shailene Woodley splitting. <laughs> oh, they they're did? Talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's sad. Yeah. I mean, I don't want people to break up, but I mean, you have to think she was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you are yeah. ruining I this. hate to say it, but it seems like because they asked her about that in interviews, obviously, about mm -hmm. his stance. And she's like, well, you know, we have some differences. Yeah. <laughs> she did the whole PR thing. Yeah. We have our differences of opinions. Yeah. I'm sure like this could have this was either one of two things. Either she knew this when she, they first started dating and she looked past it or, <laughs> or she said what? she found out when we found out and she was like, yeah, she was like, what? What's Wait happening? Wait a minute. What are you doing? Yeah. And he had to come home and be like, look, babe, I did my own research and I'm just I don't know. I'm just saying I'm just saying. And she had to be like, I have to work in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm triple vexed. You're telling me you haven't even sniffed a vaccine? What's what are you doing? You could I'm fighting ruin for my your right not to get vaxxed. <laughs> we'll suck the vax out. <laughs> your little the, the, uh, micro what's it called the uh, the the robots the nano machines nano machines yeah nano machines. Yeah, that's sad. That's too bad. That is that's sorry. Terrible. Sorry, sorry, Aaron. Aaron. But you did win a fourth MVP. Can that be a segment now? Sorry, Sorry Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow up with Aaron Rodgers. See life. how he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's too, it's bad. too bad. Anyway, uh, right. Well, you know what? I want to end the Kanye conversation on this. Okay. A question for you and for me. Mm. Do you think that all of this <clears throat> we we had this conversation when I think it was the Jesus was king combo or Jesus is king. He wasn't he, he was, it's not past tense. Continues to be king. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. He was Not like I give a shit, no, but that's he just was, the name no, of the listen, album. He was, he died, was resurrected and continues, and continues to, be, to be. Yes. King. King. Um I think it was during that conversation if I'm not mistaken. But do you think that all of this is leading to uh, again you saying that winning solves everything does it in this case though where he's literally putting people's lives at risk in doing this mm -hmm. do you not think that sours it for the vast majority of people if even if the album's good do you not think that will make them their perception of it be kind of like I don't know if I even want to listen to it because of how bad a taste I have in my mouth from this entire escapade. Mm. I mean, that's that's how I feel, uh, which is even if it ends up being a, a masterpiece, it's going to be soured a little <clears throat> bit because of all of this. Because mm. I can't really, I can't support somebody who would do that to their family and people he says he loves and feel okay supporting him uh even if his his music continues to be good mm -hmm. if not great so honestly man no i don't think it would sour that for the vast majority of people i well, think that too bad i think we're at a point now where you can kind of say if you're a celebrity you can kind of say what you want and do what you want despite uh cancel culture this and cancel cancel culture that you will find a community of people who will support any kind of crazy thought that you have. I mean, think about like 
these celebrities who turn around and they're like, I don't know. I mean, the earth might be flat. I don't know. There, there's millions of people out there who are like, see, I fucking told you. I mean, this B- guy. B.O.B. is doing great right now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie Irving is doing fine. It's, it's true. I mean, I'm just, I mean, he's doing He's doing well. Even if he only, dog, this motherfucker is a part-time basketball player right now. Doesn't even play home games. Yeah. He's doing fine. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think with Kanye, even if it's the best album that he's ever made, uh, there will be people who are soured by this whole situation, but there will be enough people that they'll just listen to it out of, curi- of out of morbid curiosity, and then there will be his fans who will listen to anything that he does. Sure. And I think he'll he'll do blockbuster numbers like he always does, and none of this is gonna. There's there's no lesson to be learned here. That's the problem. I mean, unless somebody actually gets hurt. And even then, I don't think I honestly don't think it would make a difference. I think if if something were to happen to Pete Davidson, people would say the 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 same people who are already complaining about Kanye's behavior would go see. I told you. Mm. And then the people who are defending him would say things like, well, how are we supposed to stop an individual sure. from doing a thing that defend, they're going to do? De- deflect and defend and yeah. make excuses and all that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, I don't think a lesson is going to be learned. I don't think anybody's going to walk away from this a better person, which is fucked up. It's but... great, great note to end this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, I don't know. Well, Donda 2 coming soon. You know what I'm saying? Two. I haven't even, like, has he, has he put any singles out for it? Not yet. I don't mm. think so. <clears throat> it's coming out. There was, there's it's supposed that, to come out next week. There's that one song with, um, what's her face? The piano player. The piano player? Alicia Keys? Alicia Keys. Yeah. The piano player? Are you kidding me? The pianist. The piano player? Yeah, yeah. Alicia Keys? Yeah, yeah. New York. <laughs> Some people, blah blah blah. You know, how dare you, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Swiss Mrs. Swiss Beats. Beats. Yeah, how dare you, the <laughs> piano player? Unbelie- unreal. <laughs> I love Alicia Keys. Unreal. I love Alicia Keys. Yeah, I'm just joking. Yes, I guess that's the first single off the album. It's not good. No, I like it very much. Yeah. You know what is good. Diet Coke by Pusha T. Oh yeah, buddy, I've just been listening to that nonstop. I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop listening to it. Excited for that one. Oh, that reminds me. Um, Anybody who's anybody who who is curious about this little detour, give me two, give me two minutes. Okay, this little detour of hip hop. Um, Eighty Eight Keys produced Diet Coke. So if you listen to Diet Coke, if you're a hip hop head and you like that track and 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 um, you're into that shit. 88 Keys is one of the best producers in hip hop. One of the most underrated guys. Doesn't get talked about a lot <clears throat> because he stays he stays kind of hidden. He's not one of these upfront and personal kind of guys where people, you know, know his name, but 88 Keys is amazing. He has an album that he did, a solo album called The Death of Adam that came out in like 2007 or 2008. 
Um, and most people will remember the single Viagra with him and Kanye West, mm-hmm. where they talk about like taking Viagra and the video is them in like old fat suits and stuff. And they're like fucking, or they're trying to hook up with like younger chicks and like the whole, it's a concept album about a guy named Adam who fucks this girl named Eve and she gives him a disease and he slowly dies from it. It's an incredible album. Okay. It's an incredible yeah. album and it doesn't get talked about nearly as much as it should. I can't believe that people, when the revelation that he had 88 keys made the diet coke beat like 10 years ago Mm. and that revelation came out and then like there were some people in the comment sections on twitter who was like yo 88 keys is dope gotta listen to this album i remember i went to the store and bought that album Hmm. because of the viagra single and i was a huge kanye west head at the time so i bought that album and i was just i mean my head was blown by how good the death of adam is so if you're a hip-hop head i would say um, I don't know if it's on streaming services, but if it is, listen to The Death of Adam. It's a great album. So that's my 88 Keys rant. <sighs> Sounds like an extra Cheers of the Week to me. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a Cheers of the Week, but I got some other stuff. So, All right. But just saying, you're doing yourself a disservice. There's so many, there's so much good shit out there, man. It is on streaming. Yes. At, at least on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, bleh. It's on there, <laughs> and, uh, and, and you should listen to it. You should all listen to it because it's a fantastic album. He's great. He's, he's a decent vocalist. Um, he's a good rapper, and he's obviously an incredible producer. So it's great. You know, it, it's good you say that because I feel like a lot of the producer-slash-rapper albums, solo albums, don't uh, – they're hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They very much can be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, we talked about Swiss Beats for a second. His his solo shit was <laughs> yeah. hot turds. Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So <clears throat> when you get a guy who you know, um, the fuck, somebody's uh, calling me. Eight thirty, really? It's kind of funny when uh um bill collectors call you and it's just like you know what you can call me between the hours of nine to five how dare late. you call me after they're working late for you or they they just later on in the night they go somebody in like the mountain time calls mm, yeah and then somebody in west coast yeah 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 see at that i don't like that we get a guy from japan and we'll call you in the middle of the night if if you're calling me between the hours of 9 to 5, I won't get upset because you're I understand expected. you're trying to get yeah. your money. I get that. Yeah. But if you call me after 5, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's rude. Yeah. It's rude. Yeah. True. You know. You're not getting your money. <laughs> I mean, you're not getting it either way, but it's it's rude to <laughs> call me after. You're not getting it and you're rude. Hey, I mean, my family's we're having dinner and you're going to call me. How dare you? This is supper time. <laughs> yes. How dare you? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> We hope Kanye gets the help that he needs, yes. <laughs> and we hope that uh, you know no one gets hurt. And we hope that Pete Davidson can, you know, I don't know, release a new special and talk about this in Alicia's Keys' name. In Alicia's, Amen. Alicia's Keys. Alicia's Keys. Alicia's name. Keys. We pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get into the return of our best and only bit. <laughs> Trailer trash. Trailer trash. We had some good ones come out this past couple of days, so let's just dive right into it. The first of which is 
what is supposed to be the most consequential Marvel movie that's come out in Phase 4. Phase 4, right? This is Phase 4. Yeah, we're in 4. Which is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. The long-planned Sam Raimi return. Yeah. To the uh, comic book franchise. Not originally Sam Raimi, but... Yeah, who was originally supposed to be doing it? The guy from the first one. Uh, the guy who did the first Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. He's actually a pretty cool guy. Hmm. Well, that's uh, nice to know. The piano player. The piano player? Yeah. <laughs> he also plays piano? <laughs> How many piano players do you know? It's a lot. But it's Sam Raimi helmed, which, you know, I thought... The first Doctor Strange was a great movie, um, but I'm excited that Sam Raimi is the guy to do this. It's Scott Derrickson. That, Scott that's his name, yeah. Derrickson. Yeah. <clears throat> the first, the first Doctor Strange movie is really good. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, you know, in especially in hindsight, at the at, at first, I wasn't as hot on it as I am today. Mm-hmm. I feel like in time, it's kind of it's aged well. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's just in hindsight looking back at how consequential Doctor Strange has become. Really, it, it, in all of Phase Four, mm-hmm. um, the whole multiverse thing. I feel like that's really in his wheelhouse. And I think, especially looking back, Scott Derrickson's direction is like all the visuals and and stuff. Really, compared to a lot of the other MCU first entries, stands out. Super underrated. Yeah. People don't really think about... I think because Doctor Strange came out so late in the MCU that we, I guess, were already so um, desensitized to Mm -hmm. visuals like that. But like you're saying, it's the first movie in his franchise, and it didn't have to go that hard. And it did. It did. And people don't realize, like, go back and watch First Avenger or, you know, the first Thor movie. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Like, they don't, like, those movies kind of suck. Yeah. You know? And 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 Doctor Strange just doesn't. It's a good movie. It's yeah. just like, it's a good movie. And the, the, the way that they make the magic look is just awesome. I will never get tired of, like, the ninjutsu the fucking, circles and yeah. dials and all that. Like, it just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> like, the sparks coming out all that all that all that visual uh identity has played well within the entire mcu and feels like it's only becoming more and more consequential with like what if yeah and i mean obviously this trailer um shows that it's going to be like kind of leading into what i feel is like an avengers level event of some kind yeah well that's the that's the entire idea right is like this is how how much how much more can you ramp up what they've what they've done they've already they've already snapped away half the universe and mm-hmm. then brought everybody back like how can you raise the stakes from there and i mean i guess the only way to do it is to introduce the fact that like there are different universes right. and yeah. you know add more universe that's the answer yeah and this is this is uh i i think people don't really realize well some people don't really realize the consequences or I guess the tightrope that the MCU is walking right now. Like I know that much has been made of how these movies are just popcorn, dumb movies for dumb people to just go and spend their money. And they've like taken over the film industry and they're like, you know, 
snuffing out indie films and and destroying you know the idea of being able to go to the theater and watching like a low budget movie and all that stuff and all of that's true so <laughs> i'm not arguing with that but it is what it is this is the situation we're not gonna i mean i guess we could we could spend the rest of this podcast unpacking what that means for the film industry but i kind of don't want to <laughs> I, I will say in in a in a world in a world where in a world. you're not going to see uh, usually like a really indie film in like a regal cinema, there's still a place for indie film, and it's in the art house cinemas. It's in the smaller, smaller one and two screen theaters in probably in your town. Yeah, it's wherever you can go fuck yourself. That's what it is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, which actually, I know you're joking, but it's true. You can go fuck yourself in your own house. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's streaming <coughs> also available for a lot of these indie films, and you just have to kind of look out for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I don't necessarily agree that Marvel is the bane of indie cinema. I, I think that's hyperbole. But regardless, we're talking about the trailer. Yes, the trailer. For... Doctor Strange in yes. the Multiverse of Madness, directed yes. by Sam Raimi. Yes. And I'm very excited because the trailer yes. looks incredible. Yes. Um, again, more visual styling. I'm, I'm happy to see that, you know, a good old Sam didn't drop the ball from uh, Scott Derrickson. Yeah. And it looks like it's only adding to sort of the, the visual language of the Doctor Strange original film mm-hmm. and adding so much more to it. Um, you expect some horror elements to it after everything we've heard about the movie. And it was in, I wouldn't say it was in like production hell from what we heard, but it seemed like there was trouble. Yeah. Um, and they I don't think, I don't think anything in the MCU could go to production hell. Yeah. They wouldn't allow it. There's yeah. too much money involved. Um, but you know, it switched directors. There was a, <clears throat> you know, a tug of war with creative direction. And, um, but and, and and again, you know, COVID fucking everything up. Yeah, this was supposed to have come out before Spider Man originally. Uh huh. Um, All of these movies were supposed to have been out. Yeah, that's the thing. Thor: Love and Thunder should have already been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, Spider Man. We should probably be, we should probably be sitting on an X Men movie right now, or a, or a Fantastic Four movie. Maybe, and we're not. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so all that all that to say, it looks like what they're doing with it is lining up with sort of... It, I feel like they've been able to pick up the ball and run with it where we currently are in the MCU. Because it, I, looking at the trailer, it looks like they're bringing in a lot of elements of even like What If, the animated series on mm-hmm. uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, obviously, there are ties to uh, WandaVision and... Again, like phase like three and and two were connected in ways, but it feels like phase four is all about connectivity, even to that next level. Yeah, of really like you kind of, which can be a pro and con, because if you're jumping in for the first time in this movie, uh, in the MCU, you're gonna be there's no chance for you whatsoever. Well, I think that that. It's funny that you say that because I think that the MCU, as as welcoming as it is for people of all ages and people of all backgrounds, it is a it is a franchise that is now the the jumping into point is getting steeper and steeper and yeah. steeper. 
I couldn't imagine watching Doctor Strange and the multi multiverse of madness and and that being your first foray into the MCU right. and, and trying to make sense <laughs> of it. Getting all. anything out of it. Yeah, you would just be like, well, I guess that was a visual spectacle. I don't know right. what else I'm supposed to right. pull from this. Right. Like you watch uh, uh, Book of Boba, for instance. Book of Boba. Book of Boba. Which, by the way, we need to we need to cap that. True. So put a yeah. pin in that because yeah. we need to come back to that. Yeah. You watch that and I can understand watching it and going, you know, oh, this is fun. But then there's all these other like little elements and things that are happening. Like if you are a, a super Star Wars fan, if you're like read the novelizations and read the comic books and watch the cartoons and all that Su super stuff. Super Star Wars like the SNES game? Yes, Super Star. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. So if you had played those games, you you would be like, you know, this is even this is this is geared toward me. I get it. You know? Yeah. And so uh, you look at the MCU in its current state, and it's like I couldn't imagine jumping in right now <laughs> no. and trying to wade in those waters. No, because you you know how the element of TV shows have to deal with now too. Yeah, I can't yeah. just sit down and watch a two hour movie. I have to now. I gotta watch go through it six hours of, <laughs> of TV. Which uh, honestly, dog, that kind of annoys me because I, I am historically not a very big TV person. I've watched maybe. 15 tv shows in my entire life like well <laughs> okay. i mean I, I mean i mean i've finished them okay i've okay, obviously okay. i've seen a million yeah, tv yeah, yeah. shows yeah. i'm saying like like how people do with Completed tv shows a, yeah. yeah honestly the number's probably not even that high yeah. if, if i'm being like realistic you, you ever finished twin peaks no i didn't finish it i'm still working on that all right didn't finish twin peaks um i mean the star wars stuff and the marvel stuff i did finish mm -hmm. but even that was just kind of like a slog i was like it, I would be upset if I was a person who had only seen the movies and then now trying to get into this new phase and it didn't make sense to me because I had to watch fucking three different TV shows to put all the pieces together. I understand that there's so much information and the only way to do it is to dole it out piece by piece like this. Sure. But think about what you could do with the movies. If, if, if all of this story was being told in just the cinema mm – -hmm. Like all the movies that could be done with just trying to tell this story, as opposed to like we're gonna we're gonna throw we're gonna throw some pedal pebbles in the water in this show, and we're gonna throw some yeah. pebbles here, and like you got to connect the dots, and then you're gonna get your big um, payoff mm -hmm. in a movie, which which makes me think that maybe Netflix didn't have such a bad idea when it came to making their like quote unquote street level heroes. Yeah, uh, be the the stars of the TV shows because you know, and to barely reference like the movies and right, stuff, right? To make it its own thing, and and, and you know, you kind of hint towards the larger universe, but at the same time, it's it's very much like a old school approach to superhero movies and storytelling, where it's like it's, it may be part of the larger universe, but it, it's not intrinsic to the the plot. Yeah, because you can jump in and jump out of that very easily. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't see it, it doesn't ruin your experience going into Avengers two, you know. Like, right. But if you had see it, had seen it, it enhances your experience. Sure, you can get a little bit more out of it. And which, that's fine. That's the point. Yeah, I think I, that that's the point. If you don't, if you hadn't seen it, it doesn't take away. But if you had, it's like, oh, cool. I get that too. Right. So I, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from with that because I, I feel like, especially what seems to be huge references, like literally. It's taken straight from the TV show of, like, the end of WandaVision. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be 
some dialogue having to do with Loki and, and the multiverse within mm-hmm. that element. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I feel like you're going to really be missing out on if you haven't watched those TV shows. And I feel like it's a little bit cheating for Disney to be like, well, you just got to get Disney Plus if I know. you want to yeah. if you want to know the whole story. And that's the part that pisses me off. We'll see. We'll see because maybe we're being pessimistic, which we often uh, are. I don't think so. Um, well, but, think about like uh, Spider-Man, for instance. Uh, Charlie Cox shows up as Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had watched the shows, obviously seeing Charlie Cox, you go, whoa, yeah. they actually did it. But you don't need to know who Charlie Cox is if you're a Marvel fan and he walks in and says, hi, I'm Matt Murdock. You can still get the whoa reaction. And even a level beyond that, let's say you're one step removed and you're just watching. You've only seen the Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. He walks in. I don't know who this guy is. He's blind. Okay. Interesting. And he catches the the thing. Yeah. And you're like. That's important. That's something. Yeah. You know, you, you know, intrinsically, they they do a good enough job of, you know, directing that and storytelling that you know that person's going to be important. Right. Or there's something more to that guy. Right. That I should take note. Right. And all of that is fine. You don't have to have watched, you know, three seasons of a TV show plus two spinoffs to yeah. understand that he's, that he's important. Right. You know? But, but if you did, if you did... Yeah. So, okay. Let's get back to the trailer. Yeah. Patrick Stewart's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, mind you, look, I, I saw this trailer uh, during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I wasn't listening close enough to get that. And, uh, you know, there's obviously the rumor mill for MCU is always, always going off, off the hinges. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw people saying, oh, well, you know, X-Men confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? I yeah. didn't see anything having to do with that. And then I went back and rewatched it and I said, son of a bitch. Yeah. That's Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Dude, I, I just watched it and I was like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love seeing it real time, your reaction to that. Uh, mm. I mean, crazy implications with that. Yeah. Um, there's people sleuthing around like, you know, in doing the the uh enhance 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 uh-huh. uh into the trailer and into the poster that they released before um and saying that there's hints at Deadpool mm-hmm. being in it uh, mind you spoilers if you don't want to know anything about potential uh you know Doctor Strange spoilers but yeah um you know there, there there's hints that there's going to be um superior iron man uh with the robots that it's like in a universe in which Ultron didn't get fucked up, yeah. and Tony was able to make his dream come true of having a suit in every town, essentially. Um, a suit in every town, that's what he said, right? Suit in every town. I want a suit in every town. <laughs> and it's just dudes saying <laughs> in suits. Just... Mm. Bouncers? <laughs> yeah. Um, the earpieces in. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> that's a theory, and the theory on top of that is that they're going to have Tom Cruise as the alternate universe tony stark i have seen that one yeah and that's fun yeah that's cool because i love me some tom cruise baby yeah yeah only if he runs he needs to run he has to of course he's gonna you know yeah it has it's like in his contract now i think so it has to be yeah which side note did you hear that they're signing up to basically do like a, a capper on the mission impossible series 
there's like two more movies i think that they're gonna no do. i didn't yeah. see that yeah so okay so what is that coming to an eight end. eight and nine or nine and ten i can't remember where we're at there's one unreleased already and yeah. i think they're gonna do two more okay so th- that um, would get us to 10, 10 wouldn't it? probably i think so well you know what we have to do we have to we have to yeah. watch it yeah, we, we have to do yeah, yeah. We have, we have to do. Yeah. We have to bring back the series. We do. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's only right. I I say that only for that reaction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. Some of the most fun that we've had on here yeah. is just going back and just talking about those. Yeah. I'm I'm. Fine. It's a great series. I'm fine with doing. Yeah. I mean, I low key one of the best movie series of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Any hooser. Um, yeah. So back to the trailer. There is uh, America Chavez in in the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, superhero I don't know much about, but she apparently opens portals. So that seems very important to the multiverse of madness. Yeah, that seems pretty important. <laughs> um, so that's cool. All right. Trash or not trash? Oh, not not trash. Not, not trash even, in any way. Not even close. No, I'm not even close. It did everything that I need out of a trailer, which is hint at things, allude to things, and get me excited. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, one of the better MCU trailers. Yeah, it was yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, one more trailer we have to talk about, <clears throat> which is the newest. Jordan Peele movie coming out. Jordan Peele, Academy Award winning writer-director. He won Best Original Screenplay, just in case you guys needed that knowledge. And it was for uh, Get Out. Best Original Screenplay. Best Original Screenplay. Honestly, one of the most impressive Oscar wins, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. First time writer director writes a horror movie and wins best original screenplay. Yeah, I think that's you know. Anyway, <clears throat> um, he's back. This is his third writer director credit. Um, obviously, there was Us before this one, which mm. some people you know they were like, ah, not as good as Get Out, but still a good movie. And then some people were like, that also deserved to win best original screenplay. So you know, whatever, whatever. He's back with a new movie, just entitled Nope. Nope. And you got, you know, what he has said he wants to do, which is fill his movies with uh, people of color and mostly black people. Um, Because you don't get that kind of representation in horror movies for the most part. Not. (laughs) Well, not leading roles. Yeah, yeah. Or or somebody just getting killed in the first half hour. Yeah. so. So he wants these movies to be filled with people of color and not just not just to make movies with people of color but to tell these stories from our perspective perspective. yeah which is something that people when 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 people think and talk about and try to dissect this aspect of jordan peele's filmmaking i think that that's the thing that gets lost in the discussion which is that it's not just Here's a black person who's starring in this sure. movie. It's You're like, trying to fill a quota. Yeah, and 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 it's not about that. It's about the fact that like these movies are seen from a different perspective. Now you now you're you're seeing it through the eyes of 
you know, a different lived experience. Yeah. And I don't think that people really understand how valuable that is when it comes to filmmaking, which is like all of these horror movies. I mean, we make jokes about, you know, stupid white women who like go down the basement when they shouldn't go down the basement and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. And that's, you know, it's a but, trope. but think about like every time that you've complained about that thing, you yourself have said like, you know, I'm talking to you, the audience probably have said to yourself, I wouldn't have done that bullshit. Right. And if you're a person of color, you definitely wouldn't have done that bullshit. Right. And so seeing it from seeing these movies from the perspective of people who like definitely wouldn't have done that bullshit. <laughs> Like it, it's just it's just another interesting. It doesn't take away from like seeing Scream just came out. They've, it's right. like the twentieth Scream movie yeah. with a bunch of white people. You want your white people in your horror movies? You got them. They continue to make those fucking movies. Okay, so you got those movies. It's fine. Go and watch those movies. No one's stopping you from yeah. watching the new Scream movie. Okay, I just want to get that out of the way. Well, and to Scream's, Scream's credit, it's, it's been very tongue-in-cheek and very self-aware from the very beginning. So. Yeah, I, w- I didn't mean to criticize Scream as yeah. a franchise. I'm just saying it is filled with white people. Sure, yeah. And if you want to see white people get slaughtered, you can do that. <laughs> Go over there and watch that movie. That's sure. All yeah, no, <laughs> you're not wrong. Something that you said, though, brought to mind um, George Romero and yeah. uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original OG Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously been interviewed in, in time and time again about his choice of a uh, black man in the 60s like you know during the height essentially of of racial injustice and you know fighting for rights and equal rights civil and rights movement civil rights movement yeah and he's always been asked like it's really brave of you to have chosen a black lead as your as your hero in in this movie and he's always been very bashful about it and said, well, it wasn't really intentional. Not not saying that it's not a good thing that that's the way it turned out. But he said, essentially, he was just the best actor. Yeah. You know, like I only had so many people in Pittsburgh to choose from. And this guy came up and, and nailed it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think he's even if it wasn't intentional. The fact that it was a black male lead in that role um, completely transformed that movie. I mean, with all due respect to Mr. Romero, I don't believe that it wasn't intentional. Just the way that it's written, the way that it ends, the way that it is. I just, sure. I, it's hard for me to believe that it wasn't intentional. And if it wasn't, it was such a perfect accident that it, it, it turned out that way. Yeah. Because... I feel like that really is such a powerful thing, which is what you you were just talking about, which is the perspective change in which, you know, people say, oh, you know, it's just it's just skin color. It's that that's all bullshit. No, it's not. It's it's cultural differences. It it is lived experience differences. Mm -hmm. It's someone coming from a different lifestyle um, with different, you know, learned experiences that completely transform a character and completely transform a movie um which is is sort of my rebuttal to anyone saying it doesn't really matter if your character is black or white just cast the best person for it yeah no i i I completely disagree i mean of course cast the best person for the role but at the same time choosing choosing your character 
and choosing what their race will be is just as important as any other decision you make about that character. Yeah, yeah, it, it, absolutely. It, it infers a lot about that character. It's not inconsequential. No matter what, I mean, Denzel Washington can do these movies where, you know, he's just Denzel in these movies. But his lived experiences and what he brings, the gravitas that he brings to those roles is important. And it's it's innate and it's inherent. And you don't even think about it. Right. But you see him on screen and he is different than Paul Newman or Cary Grant right. or you know, Robert Redford or any other classic white actor. Like, it's different. Right. But it's it's equal. Yeah. But it is a different experience. You have to acknowledge the fact that it's different. Yeah. You know? And to pretend like it doesn't matter is more insulting. Well, I mean, it, it, it boils down specifically almost exactly to the conversation we had about Black Superman, which I love bringing up. Black Superman? Black Superman. Because... Uh, again, the story that I, I brought up is, as a potential for it is like, what if, what if it's not ignored that he's black? You know, what yeah. if it is part of the story? What if it's not inconsequential to his experience and his upbringing mm-hmm. in Kansas? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's a much more interesting story and adds a layer to it that you wouldn't have with someone who does fit in better, mm-hmm. at least on the outset. You know? Yeah, it's a way richer story. Right. By the way. We caught hell for that, and <laughs> nothing has come of it. No. I haven't heard a peep since no. we talked about it. No. There's no rumors. There's no, like, nothing. They've gone quiet. DC has done this whole thing with uh, with Black Adam, Black Adam, <laughs> Flash, Batman, all this these, these this slate of There's, movies that they have. There is going to be a Black, Aquaman. A Black Hawk Man. Yeah, the Black Hawk Eye. Hawk, Hawk, Hawkman. Hawkman. Well, there's... Birdman. <laughs> Birdman. <laughs> um, what was what was her name originally? Hawk girl? It couldn't have been Hawk girl. Hawk lady. <laughs> Hawk woman. Eagly. Eagle girl. Is it Hawk. Hawk woman? Hawk woman. Hawk woman. It really is just Hawk woman. Dude, DC sucks dick. <laughs> It's because all these characters were made in like 1913. I know, but these dudes didn't even like they didn't even they, give a second. They still put opium and coke in medicine at this time. Hawkwoman, Batman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Superman. Superman. <laughs> Just for like, <laughs> it works. I don't know. He's like a you know he's like a superman. He's a superman. They didn't even think that like flying was like flying. <laughs> in their heads at the time was so outside the realm of possibility that they were like he can leap tall buildings yeah, that's it in a single bound <laughs> he can't flying what do you mean flying what does that mean he takes flight and uh-huh. he just is in like, the like air a, like a bird no. like a plane no no, no 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 he is going to leap tall buildings in a single bound and then that's it He's got to come back down because there's gravity, Eventually. buddy. <laughs> there's no beating that. <laughs> oh, my let, God. Let me That's pro- probably why a hawk woman was created because they were like, how can we get these people flying? They need wings at least. Let me let me propose something to you, though. Maybe, that's, maybe that entire thing is just to say that he can jump really high, too. He can fly. <laughs> he can fly like a bird in a plane. But he can also jump really high, too. I love that. I love that the idea, they're just like, 
We I have mean, to, he we can have to fly, deny. but also, my man's can jump. Really, he's high. got hops. Yeah, I mean, think about his vertical on a fucking basketball. Like, bro, he can fly, but if he wanted to slam jam, <laughs> he also jump. Really he can high, do too. that too. Yeah. So yeah. don't you ever doubt. No. That my man's got a vertical. You know which one never made sense to me? Hmm. Green Lantern. What do you mean? How, why didn't it make why sense? Why a lantern? I know yeah. I know light is part of the entire thing and mm-hmm. maybe it's symbolism for like, you know, light being hope or something. Yeah. Why a lantern? You know? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Because he doesn't really do much with the lantern anyway. Well, and the it's... symbol's a lantern too, mm-hmm. you know, and he can make but he can make anything. Yeah, the manipulation of matter is really weird when you try to like match that with the Yeah. It's strange. It's yeah. a strange. If it was a lantern that sure. he had to pull out, and then he could manipulate right. matter with that, then that makes sense. I've seen him use a lantern, like make a, ma- a lantern. Yeah, like isn't his power source? Doesn't it come from a lantern or something? It, I know the, the ring, ring goes, is power. Doesn't it, yeah, the ring go in goes the into lantern? a lantern? He and then it gets power. Why a lantern that. though? It's very so, my my my. Uh, you know, my question still stands. Yeah. Why a lantern? Yeah. Yeah. Could be like a green forge or something, you know, like something more powerful than a lantern. The green forge. Yes, exactly. That sounds way cooler. The green forge. Yeah, I kind of like that. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, and then that makes more sense because out of the forge you create things, right? So then you could create yes, all of these exactly. weapons and stuff. Yeah, and you make you you can forge a a, a ring. Yeah, you could forge your ring from the. You right. have to as a new green forgeman, green forge guy. You have to create your ring from the forge. Then you can manipulate matter from mm-hmm. the ring. But you have to create it from the forge first. Right. Or maybe there's a planet where they have the giant forge and everyone has to fly to that planet mm-hmm. to get to the forge and manipulate matter and whatnot. What if you could just leap to that planet? In a single bound? Uh-huh. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's too much crossover. Oh, I, don't, fine. I don't know. That's what this is all about. Crossover. <clears throat> So nope. Anyway, nope, uh, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so man, it looks. It, I mean, okay. So all right, let's just let's just uh, let's just boop, boop, boop. Okay. Because there's not much to the trailer. No, which is perfect. Yeah, I think I think that nope trailer may be a perfect trailer because mm. it gives you just enough to be intrigued, enough enough uh, visuals to stimulate, to titillate, mm-hmm. um, and it continues the mystery, which I'm so glad they do. I mean, here's the thing, man. I am, I have the utmost confidence in Jordan Peele. Have after having watched, you know, Get Out and Us, that just reading the words from Jordan Peele for me is enough to go watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So, truly, I didn't need to see a trailer. Wouldn't have made a difference. I was gonna go watch this movie anyway. But to your statement, it is a very good trailer. Maybe a perfect trailer because, like you said piques your interest without giving away literally anything. Yeah. Gives you all the major players. It's a crazy, wild, what the fuck is going on? And then the movie's called Nope, and you're like, I don't know, man. I like that. There's something about that that (laughs) just... You know what Nope stands for, right? Mm. Not of planet Earth. Seriously? Yeah. Is that for real? Or is that just like a fan theory? uh, I don't know. I think it's... uh, I've seen some stuff. (laughs) It makes sense with stuff, you know. It does getting, make getting sense. Yeah, up it does and, make sense. And that weird lady with the weird face mm-hmm. and teeth. I don't know and what stuff. the fuck that was about. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty messed up. I don't like that at all. That bitch was ugly. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, 
again, trash, not trash. Not trash at all. Yeah, I think we got some good ones here. Yeah. I think we're going to have to find, like, some shitty trailers. Probably. Because yeah. I don't know when's the last time we trashed a trailer. I mean, we have trashed trailers in we the have. past. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's been a while. I mean, it, it's, it's been, been a while. while. They're getting better at it. Yeah. I think they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there was that long time. There was that, there was that like, window of time where I stopped watching trailers. Sure. And I wonder how many. How many you missed? Yeah. Well, also, you know, I'm sure that they're watching this podcast and they saw that and they were like, Marco's not watching trailers anymore. What could this mean? <laughs> we have to for improve. The, the trailer industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get back to what we used to do with these things. Oh. I think that's what they did. Yeah. Dude, the, the, can we talk for a second? All right. I want to talk for a second about two things. Okay. Before we go to, to our cheers. Okay. I want to talk, number one, about the Super Bowl. And I talk about Book of Boba. Okay. Okay. And the one thing I want to talk about with the Super Bowl is how shitty those fucking commercials were. Yeah. Okay. Because we're talking about trailers. Right. And how much they have improved over the years. What is a trailer but a commercial for a film? Exactly. Yeah. And so <clears throat> all these people here's the thing, people there there's there's millions of people who do this 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 whole thing where I don't I don't care about the game. I just like to watch the trailer or uh, I like to watch the commercials and the halftime show. And that's fine. If you want to show up to a Super Bowl party and be the person in the corner who's like, who's number five and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Listen, I, fine, okay? We're all grown and whatever. Like what you like. If it was up to me, I would put all of those people in a closet and give them like a fucking, you know, 30 inch TV and oh. go, you want to watch your commercials? Yeah. Watch them there. Here's Doritos. And I was going to say only feed them soup. <laughs> Just have them from one one big batch of soup, and yeah. they all have to ladle out of that. Mm -hmm. Fine. You want to watch your commercials? Do that in the closet. I want to watch a football game. So I'm going to be out in the living room with the big screen TV watching a fucking football game. You can be in your room watching the commercials. Mm -hmm. All that being said, yeah. historically... Super Bowl commercials have obviously been a very big part of the whole thing because they've been fucking awesome. Yeah, like and, and multi-million dollar deals. Well, I mean, like even before that, they were they were like a thing where you know, yes, they multi-million dollar deals with the company where the company would go, were like you would read stories where it would be like, yo, GoDaddy spent seven million dollars on this commercial so that they could they could have this slot. And then you watch the commercial and you're like, yo, it's fucking, you know, uh, fuck, I forget those, the, 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 the female NASCAR and F1 drivers and stuff. But they would be like, they would have like their tits out and stuff like uh, that. They would, they would. I'm not even, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's not me. That's are just. Are you talking about Danica Patrick? Yes. Danica Patrick and other, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if there was more than that, but I know that Danica Patrick was one of them where the whole thing was like, okay. I'm not gonna sit here. We're spiraling right now. Listen, We're I'm not spiraling. Gonna, I am not gonna sit here and be the only person on this planet who thought GoDaddy was a porn site. Of course not. You thought it was. Yeah, yeah. We all thought it was. The way that it was advertised, everyone thought that GoDaddy, for a moment, was either a porn site or a place where you go to see hot pictures I mean, of Danica alone, Patrick. 
the name alone, GoDaddy, it's, is, is, is like... Yeah. And they knew that because all of their ads were all, like, sensual and sexy. And, yes. And, yeah, they, they knew. And GoDaddy was a mainstay of Super Bowl commercials where you'd go, which hot chick are they going to have in their commercial this time? So... Fuck you. I'm not taking any fucking lip from people who think that they're better than me. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, weirdly enough, Aaron Rodgers dated Danica Patrick. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this is an Aaron Rodgers episode. <clears throat> so. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> sorry, Aaron. Yeah. This year's commercials kind of fucking sucked. They really did. Pretty much every commercial, I was like, what the fuck as is this? An, as an ad man myself, I feel like I, I, I come from a place of, of uh, education. You know I, what, Adam? Let me say that. The floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Please, as an ad man, what you saw, just just give us, just give your thoughts. Low in quality. Um, low in concept, which was the biggest thing. Something you picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> And essentially, it felt like they were throwing all their money at celebrity cameos. And that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, very few and far between actually had some kind of interesting concept behind it that made it make sense, made sense for the brand, um, or told an interesting story. Or, you know, were just funny. Yeah. I, I laughed maybe once at any of the commercials. Yeah. Um, which sucks because you expect them to, if not be sort of heartwarming or interesting, to at least be funny. We laughed the hardest at the commercial that didn't have any celebrities in it. Yeah. I don't remember what the business was, which kind of <laughs> sucks. But that was the one that we laughed the hardest at. And we all acknowledged the fact that, like, oh, it was just a funny commercial. It had nothing to do with, like, Leonard Nimoy or rest in peace. Any, so, any weird celebrity cameo. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it felt like it was, I don't know. I don't want to disparage any of you marketers out there who actually made those multi-million dollar deals, because good on you, but it just felt lazy. Mm-hmm. It felt like an off year. It felt like they just kind of were like, well, oh, let's see what we can get. Yeah. And that was enough. Do you think that the fact that it was so L.A.-based had something to do with that? Being in L.A., Having L.A. Rams playing in the Super Bowl, it was all kind of Hollywood-focused. If that were made more obvious in the concept of the ads themselves, and they made it like, you know... I mean, I saw one ad that was like clearly an homage to La La Land. I was like, okay, I, I guess, you know, whatever. Hmm. But if it, if any of them were more like <clears throat> focused on like, hey, what are you, you know, what's going on? Oh, you know, I, I'm getting ready for the Super Bowl here in L.A. Like, you know, if it was more acknowledged, not that obvious, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if it was hinting and nodding at the fact that, hey, we're in L.A., the Super Bowl is in L.A., that's why we're here. Yeah. You know, something to that effect. Or, you know, doing send-ups of movies, multiple yeah. movies. I know they had a Big Lebowski one. I missed that one personally. Yeah. Um, That had a lot of celebrities in it. I think Peyton Manning was in it or something. I, I missed that one, too. Um. But yeah, I mean, they they always do that. But come on, Cohen brothers. I I didn't I didn't find the connective tissue there to to make that leap in logic to yeah. say okay, well, it's just so celebrity focused because it's in L.A. this time. It is a leap in logic. I was just kind of trying to open that door because I didn't, sure. you know, 
I mean, it's it's a smart thought. I I mean, that's something worth leaning on as far as a concept. But I don't feel like many of them did. I yeah. mean, other than obviously the literal California Tourism Board commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Come to yeah. California. Every time, I can't believe they like they don't have him in the commercials anymore. I love hearing him say California. California, come on, come to California, do it, do it. come on, bring your family, <laughs> we'll kill them. <laughs> no, Arnold, we're not gonna kill them. Oh no, we don't kill. <laughs> we will not kill them. <laughs> Get to the chopper if you want to live in California. In California. <laughs> very expensive <laughs> the cost of living is so high don't get divorced <laughs> <laughs> the maid's not worth don't get it divorced. <laughs> don't get divorced <laughs> in california it's not worth it <laughs> oh that's funny yeah so yeah uh he just was zeus he was Zeus. He was. That's right. He did have that ad. I forgot about that one. He did. He he still showed up, man. Yep. He still showed he was up. There. Yeah. With Selma Hayek. Yeah. 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 He he put he posted some teasers. That was the other thing. All these companies were posting like teasers yeah. for the trailers, bro. It's fine if you want to hype up the fact that like you have a Super Bowl commercial coming. But if your commercial, like, okay, they they put out a teaser for the um. Uh, Paul Rudd, uh, uh, Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen commercial, yeah. right? And I watched that teaser, and I thought it was funny because they acknowledged the fact that, like, Paul Rudd was like, it's a teaser. And Seth Rogen was like, it's a teaser for a commercial? And he was like, isn't a commercial already short enough? And then it cuts off before they can finish the conversation, which I thought was clever and funny. And, you know, you get a nice little chuckle out of it. It's like TikTok-level, uh, like, comedy. Sure. And you're like, that was funny. I get yeah. that. And you got two celebrities and two guys that I like, and fine, I get that. Then you watch the trailer itself, and you're like, okay, this was a teaser for a fucking commercial. chip commercial. Commercial, not, yeah. not trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> a teaser for a commercial. Yeah. And then you watch the commercial, and you're like, all right, but that was it? What? I mean, I just, did you really think <coughs> that I watched the teaser, and then on Sunday... I was like, guys, 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 the Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd commercial is coming soon. Sit down. Don't move. We got to watch these commercials because that Lay's commercial is coming up. And I can't wait to see what Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd do in a chip commercial. I got to say the teasers and the like half versions of the Super Bowl big commercials Mm. bother me more than anything. Yeah. I don't want that to be ruined for me in a weird way. Yeah. Like, I want the element of surprise. Yeah. I want to see these celebrities in commercials. I, if you're going to do it, yeah. Surprise me. Give me an element of surprise. That would have helped at least with me <coughs> being like, okay, well, you just shoved a bunch of celebrities in this thing. That's If that's all you got, then make that the surprise. Make that the, the surprise and delight, you know? Right. The cameo has to be the thing. Like, with that one commercial, excuse me, where... Uh, they had Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. I genuinely didn't see that coming. And then when he pops up, I was like, oh, cool. I like Guy Fieri. He wore the same outfit to the actual Super Bowl. He did? Yeah. No shit. Yep. God, he was there. Man. <laughs> Classless, yeah. and I love it. Incredible. Guy just doesn't give a fuck. Nope. Love it. I have, 
I've come around so hard on oh, me too. Eddie. Me it's too. crazy. Yeah. It's that he he does give a fuck though. He gives mm. so much of a fuck. <laughs> he gives so much of a he fuck does. He does. about You're right. looking like he doesn't give a fuck. You're right. Absolutely. And that's what turns it all around. Yeah. You know, like at on on face value, there's so much to hate on, but you can't. You can't you can't in good conscience if you if you have seen any of his shows or have seen anything having to do with him. He's such a nice, genuine guy. He seems like it. It seems like. Yeah. And obviously super successful. Obviously carved out his own space in food TV. You can't help but respect it. You gotta. Mm -hmm. You gotta. You gotta. If you don't like Guy, I don't like you. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Save it. All right. Um, So, yeah. I don't know. I hope that... You know, they they maybe learn from this, but I've read that this is the most viewed Super Bowl in the last five to ten years. Mm. And so if that gives any indication, I think to businesses, that's just going to say to them that, like, this is working and just continue to do, like, shitty commercials with um, celebrity cameos. Well, do you think that advertisers take that information and say it's because of us? I think it's more to do with the game. No, it has everything. I Well, not everything, but I think it has a majority to do with the game. But I think from my very, very base knowledge, advertisers will look at that and say, it doesn't matter what we do because eyes will be on this. I think what they look at more is how much engagement they had after the fact. Mm, because mm, if, mm-hmm. if okay. even if they had, let's say they had more eyes on their product than the past four years if they had that but still didn't still had less engagement than in those four years that's mm. a sign right there that what they were doing isn't effective mm. right 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 now if people were actually tuning in and clicking and looking them up in that time or sales go up within the next couple weeks yeah you know then we have a different conversation it's wild that we could get that kind of information in, in almost real time yeah you know an advertising company can look at that and go like, look at what, look at our Google SEO, look at what people are YouTubing. Like, was our commercial really funny? Yep. Did people go on YouTube and watch it again? Did they did they go to the website that we advertised? Did they buy yeah. the product that we were advertising? Well, that that crypto uh, commercial that was kind of infamous this year of just the the floating block mm-hmm. of uh, the the QR code that yeah. was jumping around your your uh, TV for like a minute. Um, that they totally could see in real time how many people were going on the site, how many people were actually, once on the site, how many people actually clicked through and, like, signed up for whatever deal they had. Yeah. You know? Do you think that, like, when when the federal government was creating, like, actual currency, like, they had this tough of a time trying to convince people to use, like, like here's... A dollar. Yeah, here's a dollar, and, you know, we threw... We threw Homeboy on the front, and like there was like fifty percent like of people him, who were right? like, "Fuck that guy," and then there was fifty percent of people who were like, "Oh, I love this dude," and then I just give this to the guy with the bread, I, and I, he gives me bread. Excuse me, I would prefer a stupid cartoon ape actually <laughs> instead of the president. I would like a stupid Ooh, cartoon, cartoon ape. ape, dude. Those the the ape NFTs. I'll never I'll never be able to wrap my head around. If you, I mean. If you were trying to convince me to buy some kind of like or to invest rather right. in some kind of NFT, and I know that this, I know I have NFT bros who are friends. I'm sorry. 
But if you were trying to convince me to get an NFT or to invest in an NFT, please, please, I beg you, just give me something worthwhile to invest in. Sure. Those bored apes, all of them, dog shit. Yeah. I've yeah. not seen one that was worthwhile. They all are terrible. But this one has terrible. The one that Eminem bought that like kind of looked like him. I was like, oh, so he's wearing the shitty battle rapper hat that Eminem can't seem yeah. to get off of his head. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna spend eight million dollars on that. Well, really, from what I understand of NFTs, you're buying the code. That's it. That's yeah, all that no, you're really yeah. buying. It does it's doesn't really have to do with what is attached to it so much as it is the individuality of that code. Well, it should because I'm an artist. We are artists. And that is important. Sure. I want art. I don't yeah. want the proof that I have the art. I don't care about that. <laughs> I want the art. You tell me I'm investing in a piece of art, <gasps> I'm fine with that as long as I dig the art. And right. then, like, my money, I can say, like, my money invested in this beautiful piece of art. If you just tell me, like, some dude drew an ape that kind of looks like the thousand other ones and mind you nft bros you can actually explain this for me i'm, I'm not saying this as a dig i am coming from a place of ignorance humbly um my my question here is like i understand your your conundrum with the art element of this but you don't really own anything individual other than the code which is what it boils down to mm -hmm. so somebody like if you if you enjoy let's let's say i don't know so you have a basquiat that's an nft right I don't know why that was the first thing that was in my head, but that was the first thing in my head too. Was well, there, a Basquiat piece. There's an Orlando Basquiat uh, art exhibit. Maybe that's currently. what it is. It's like at the forefront yeah. of our minds. Right. So let's say there's they've NFT to Basquiat, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to own that Basquiat mm -hmm. NFT. Mm -hmm. You can buy the NFT of the Basquiat. Yeah. However, somebody can obviously enjoy the art that's behind that NFT, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Sure. They can copy and paste it off of your <clears throat> your site or whatever, yeah, and still get as much value out of it from an artistic standpoint as you would owning it, yeah. Because really, you've only bought the quote unquote original copy of that NFT. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's the same thing as owning like an original Mona Lisa, right? But that's a physical item, you know. Like, but that's the difference, isn't it? That's the big difference. That's what most people are like. The big difference is like I own this piece of artwork, but that's a yes, yes. But I'm saying it exists in the physical space as, as far as like if I own the original Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's something I can look at and be like, let me, you know, I can I can look into it. I can see the the fine brush strokes. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the history that's mm -hmm. involved in that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I'm buying a digital, quote unquote original of the Mona Lisa or something equivalent what makes that different if it exists elsewhere on the internet other than me saying I have the original quote unquote copy of it all right listen let me stop you right there okay because right now we're delving into nft currency <laughs> crypto talk <laughs> yeah and I would prefer if we bring on somebody who knows more than we do about okay. this stuff. Yeah. And okay. I know some people Okay. and I will get in touch with them and we will come back to this discussion. Okay. Perfect. So we don't sound like assholes hey, trying hey, to figure this out. Look, I, I came to this humbly. 
I said. You did. You did. <laughs> with you did. all due respect, this is my understanding of Absolutely. it. And these are my questions. Absolutely. I know some people who are really into this shit. I will call them. Okay. We'll do like we did with South. Yeah. And we'll have a we'll have a real deal discussion about okay. this. I'm into it. Let's yeah. do it. So we'll 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 table this and we'll come back to it. Because now I'm really into this and okay. I want to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, we will figure out NFTs. Yes, we will figure this out. Okay. Deal. All right. Um I don't know how we got there from Commercial, uh, commercials. The oh, QR the commercials. That's and, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. The commercials. Okay. And then there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about. Oh, we need to let's let's put a button. It's or we're already at an hour and a half. Let's put a button on Book of Boba, and then get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. Because I think we we owe this to people who we we talked about the show. Shout out to Spencer who listens to the show, <laughs> and we've been talking about it. And I we owe it to him to at least put you know we'll do like five ten minutes on. Okay. Uh, the series finale, yeah, of uh, or season finale rather, because I mean the rumor is that we we'll are going to get a season yeah. two okay. of uh, of Book of Boba, Book of Boba, Book of Boba. So, Book of Boba. last time we talked about this, we hadn't watched the last two episodes, right? So we hadn't seen any Grogu, no Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker, no Cad Bane. Spoilers, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 so we hadn't seen any of that stuff. Yeah, we were going off of. The last Mando episode, which was dope as shit, incredible, yeah. And then maybe um, maybe best of the season, could be, yeah. So let's just let's just uh, give our opinions on the season finale and the season as a whole. I'll let you go in. Um, I mean, overall, I I don't feel very changed from my opinion um, from the last time we talked about it. I feel like kind of a lot was squandered in the season of Book of Boba. Boba. Specifically with the Boba Fett character. Boba. I feel like we spent a lot of time meandering with the um, Tusken Raiders. Um, with th- no payoff. Right. And I, I, I really, I was really hoping that that would pay off in some way in that final conclusion battle. But no, they're just apparently <clears throat> dead. And that's it. Um, you know, Boba himself didn't really get much closure, I feel, in that. Because he let, uh, what's her face... Fennec Shan. Fen- Fennec do the killing for him, mm-hmm. which felt very anticlimactic, mm-hmm. even though it was cool. I, I Honestly, I think Fennec <clears throat> is maybe the best character in the entire She's fantastic. series. Yeah. Um, I would find her a much more interesting character to have a series, honestly, than Boba Fett. Um, she was fun to watch in the, the animated series, and then when they brought her mm-hmm. back, I was like, still the shit. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's because she's... A very capable person, which Boba Fett they've made seem completely uh, incapable of, of doing anything. Yeah, and I don't, I just don't get that. I don't either, and I don't want to be dramatic and say it's like you know this this uh, betrayal of his character, but it just doesn't feel true to mm. who I know Boba to be. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. I, I was just really disappointed for the most part. Uh, at the same time, it was it was crap. But I still had a fun time, mm-hmm. honestly, at the end of the day. I, I can't shut on it too much because, you know, it was still, ultimately, it was still fun. D- did it have a lot of rough edges? Yes. Um, was it not very satisfying? Yes. Uh, was it paling in comparison to Mandalorian? 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, I learned to turn my brain off a bit with this series or the season um pretty early on um 
so even though it did ultimately disappoint, I still had a good time. I out of our six bottle caps rating, I'd probably give it a three. Okay, a three. Yeah, a yeah. three. Just because <clears throat> ultimately the Mandalorian elements lifted up a bit. Um, I do. I mean. Boba Fett's still a cool-looking character. Yeah. He still does cool stuff from time to time. And I, I can't help but enjoy seeing Boba Fett and the Mandalorian together kicking ass. You yeah. Know? Ultimately, that's fun. I say death to the mods. I they all <laughs> die. I don't want to see any of them ever again. Yeah. The worst part of the show, the worst decision in the show, by far. Get them out of here. Horrible. Yeah. I I mean I I they're they're just kind of there. I mean I wasn't as angry about them as some other people, you and other people, oh, yeah. but Terrible. they it. yeah I mean we could do without them. They just kind of it took up space. Yeah, it took up just, space and time. Yeah, there's there's they were just kind of silly and goofy and like you know people who defend them would be like, hey man, Star Wars is silly. You know what I don't like? I don't like the defense of silly things in Star Wars. When people go, hey, man, listen, it's about space wizards and space cowboys and little green aliens and stuff. Like, it's all silly. They're taken seriously, though. Exactly. That's my problem. Within the context of the show, those things are taken seriously. So you don't get to, when something happens that is too silly, go, well, the whole thing is silly. And it's like, yes, that is the conceit. Right. And what a conceit means in the context of a media is that you allow that to happen yes. and then you suspend your disbelief and you buy into that thing. That is the point but of it, a conceit. Yes, but in universe it's taken seriously. That's what I'm saying. Right. So when you say the conceit of the show is that they are space wizards right. and it's a space opera and all of it is silly. Okay, now we have established a baseline. You don't get to go outside the realm of that and then continue to say, well, the whole thing is silly. I have a, I have a quick theory here. I think those are also the prequel apologists. Oh, who, buddy. Who are seeing that and going, well, it's always been ridiculous. Man, eh. the, the prequel apologists will have you, they, they want to convince you, look, those movies suck and there's nothing that you can do <laughs> to bring us back. Those movies to, aren't to, good. To be fair, Return of the Jedi was also silly. But okay, whoa, whoa, there were serious whoa, 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 whoa. elements there. No, no, no. I would I would argue reverse that there were silly elements, but it is a serious movie. True. Yes. Return of the Jedi, for the most part, is the cap to the to the series. Yeah. And other than the si- other than the silliness of Ewoks, the, yeah, and, uh, and all that other stuff. Oh, look at that! Somebody got kidnapped. Oh, that's that, terrible. That's not good. Hillsborough County kidnapped kid. Well, hopefully that kid's found by now. Let's see if we can uh, put out the. Well, it's be a couple of days afterwards, so yeah, hopefully I by hope, yeah. By well, they, the they say by a couple of uh, by a couple of days, right? This is terrible. I don't want to read off an Amber Alert. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Yeah. We're talking about how silly Star Wars. Is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought in, my initial thought was that it would be helpful, but yeah, like you said, yeah. like this episode's not going to come out for a couple of days, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. Anyway, um, fuck. What was I saying? 
Return of the Jedi. Return is of the Jedi a is a story. Yes, with with with, with silly uh, elements. Vader finally, you know, you know, uh, coming to the fruition himself. of his character, and Luke coming to the fruition of his character, and us seeing the um, the the downfall of the Empire. I love at least dark what we Luke thought anyway. So much. Yeah, he's Green great. Green saber, dark Luke is my favorite. It's fantastic, Luke. fantastic. Yeah, love it. Um, so yeah, yeah the. the there was silly there's the, the the of course the series the franchise everything about star wars is silly but you don't get to go when the majority of us go that's ah, a little too silly you don't get to turn around and be like yeah but the whole thing is but silly. it's all ridiculous yeah and it's like okay so that means no holds a- barred anything goes yeah you can just do whatever and then your defense is like yeah but the whole thing is weird right no, no there's no. no other franchise in the history of anything fantasy where lord of the rings for instance mm-hmm. something crazy happens in the lord of the rings you don't get to turn around and go well they're all wizards and hobbits and fucking ghouls and goblins and they're all doing weird shit <laughs> right so any weird shit that happens if you allow one weird thing to happen you allow it all yeah no that's not fair it's it's tonality though it's all about tone exactly exactly how, how seriously do you take the subject matter as ridiculous as it is right and so, for people who don't like the mods, I get it. For me, personally, inoffensive, didn't really, I don't like them, but I did not mind them. That's my feeling on them. Um, That's fair. As a series, as a whole, I mean, the Mando elements were just so, it's crazy how much the show gets elevated when Mando shows up, that it's like, it opens the door for the glaring weaknesses of the show because mando is so fucking cool and so awesome and everything that he does i'm just like dog i'm so on board for the mandalorian i want them to make 20 seasons (laughs) of the mandalorian i fucking love real quick real quick i will say i wish mandalorian wasn't reunited with grogu this early really i really do I disagree. I wish that we had maybe an entire season without Grogu. Really? I want some time away from Grogu for him to mourn, for him to go down a dark path, Mm. and ultimately come out of it a stronger, more developed character, and reunite with him down the road. Interesting. Because we have this element of him as becoming a father figure, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is great. I, I love that for him. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that. I for love him. that for him. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it would have been so much more interesting um, if we gave it a little bit of space mm. without the cute guy. You know? Okay. Okay. Let's get dark. Let us let us see him make mistakes. Let us see him focus in on you know another crime element of some sort. Mm. Uh, get into some kind of mystery, some kind of trouble. And and really flesh out, I think, what we started to see with that first episode of, of him in Book of Boba. Yeah. Where he's clearly this, like, lost soul again. And he Just doesn't... Just picking know, up bounties. Yeah, he doesn't know, know where yeah. he fits in. It, it becomes, uh, you know, basically him trying to fill the void of losing Grogu. And then... Okay. You know... And Interesting. By the end of it, then we get a hint of, oh, Grogu's still out there. You know, I, I need to go and find him. Mm-hmm. And then season three is him back with Grogu, you know, or the search. Maybe season the, two could be the search for Grogu. Season three. 
season three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Season three could be the search for Grogu. You yeah. know, like, and then ultimately finds him, and then you know they're back together, reunited. We, we have to earn it a little bit. You know, I feel like they're playing it very safe by saying, "Oh, he thought that he was gone. Don't worry, he's back." Okay. You know, okay. Like, yeah, I, I get that. I get it, that. It feels very safe, very Disney. Uh, same along the lines of Book of Boba Fett, in which I feel Book like Bo- they were very safe with his character, not making him too much of a villain. Yeah, you know that was that is the supreme failure of the of the entire show, and I I won't back down on that. I think that's the supreme failure of the show. He is not a good dude. Bo- Boba Fett is a bounty hunter, a cold blooded killer, and a guy who is out for himself and out for the money. And for them to turn around and and make it. Like he cares about family and and protecting the people of Tatooine and all this bullshit. And it's just right. like, like like you said about earlier about you know a betrayal of his character. We don't know that much about his character to judge if it is a betrayal of his character. But it just it really does feel like man, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. If you're a fan of Star Wars, it's just like really this is this is this is his priority. I mean, there's a lot of people who criticize the show, and their main criticism is. I don't understand what Boba Fett's uh, um, motivations are yeah. when you watch the show. It's just a really weird, like, what does he care about? What Make does us, he really want out of all of Make this? Make us understand why he cares for Tatooine so much. Why does he care about Tatooine so much? These are my people. Tatooine why? is a desert, like, it's a shithole. It's a wasteland. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. Like, why does he right. care so much? Yeah. These are my people. What? You're you're a clone. You don't have people. I feel, well, and that could be such an interesting element, right? If they delved into yeah, it, yeah. And, and there's so much. There's rich ground to be tilled here, but they didn't touch on any of it. It, it could have been a thing of like this this lost <clears throat> boy finally finding his place in the world, you know. And I will say, shout out to Steve. I think that if if I may speak for Steve, I think that what he <laughs> would what he would say is that season one is the setup for all of these questions that we have in season two and that season one you know all of its shortcomings are just the fact that like it's a lot of setup for a really good season two i hope so i mean i'm not sitting here hoping that book of boba fett fails i I, no no uh, want it to be good to the contrary my friend I want it to be great. Mm-hmm. There's so much potential with Book of Boba Fett. Definitely. But, uh, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm hoping that season two, if there is one, is is leaps and bounds above this one and answers all the questions we have and, and really <laughs> nails it as far as his character goes. But Well, they they the season, the series, the season finale had more viewers than the Mando season two series finale. So right. um, Boba is... Like, I can't imagine it doesn't get a season two. So I want to see how they go. Uh, Let me just for two seconds. The Mando and Grogu reuniting in um, Book of Boba. You can kind of look at Book of Boba as like Mando season two and a half. (laughs) Basically, yeah. The way I view it is if the direction that they're going in is we're not going to focus on the melancholy of these two characters being separated. And we're gonna like delve into like richer stuff with them being together again, and just focus on this lone wolf and puff pup thing. I'm fine cub. with that. Lone wolf and cub. I'm fine with that. If that's the case, 
if we're using if we're using like Boba as like Mando season two and a half and answering some of those questions to like get that out of the way so that Mando season three is full on like back to what we already know and love and we're doing like other shit and cool shit with it. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be doing this, will they, won't they, does Grogu really want to be there? The struggle, the pull of the force and all this stuff. And we're doing all that in the midst of trying to have these monsters of the week adventures. Yeah. I'm not into that because it's like that we could have spent season three away from each other yeah and have all of those like that could have been the thing so don't reunite them just to have this push and pull thing i what i'm saying is if season season three it's it's one or the other thing either it's we're completely not even gonna fucking delve into the jedi stuff grogu grogu is with mando Mm -hmm. and we're doing that those are the adventures. That's what they made it seem like. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Honestly, I'm good with that. Like, Grogu learned enough. He already obviously has control over some of his force powers. He can force jump and, and you know, do some cool shit. Take a nap. <laughs> Take a nap, do a force nap. I'm fine with that. If that's the case. If we're doing this like, you know, you know, what uh if if Luke is gonna make another cameo and it's just like, I mean, how good is the CG gonna get at this point? I will say, as a as a noted uh rubber face hater of Star Wars, mm-hmm. um this one, Luke's wasn't as bad. I thought it looked I thought it looked great. I thought it looked way it, it looked leaps above where they've done before. Especially yeah. in, you know, the last season of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I feel like it. they definitely worked on some stuff. Well, they hired the one guy who, like, went on YouTube and was like, I can do this in my bedroom better. <laughs> right. And they yeah. hired him, and they were like, oh, he can. Yeah. And no, he it, did. It, it definitely looks better. I will say that. I, I, I sit corrected. It uh, it looked better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just <clears> – <throat> I thought it was really brave that they decided to separate them at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a cop out, yeah, to me. But we'll see where they take. We will see. Yeah. All right. We're at one fifty six. So rate rate the, the season four. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I thought it was good. Definitely could have been better. Not as good as Mando, but I thought it was fun. There was enough fun elements. I am disappointed in how they treated Boba. Thought that he could have been m- more ruthless thought that they were going to do more like darker shit with him and they didn't i don't like the anti-hero mr family man stuff i just don't i just i'm just not into it it's not even an anti-hero he's just a hero yeah he's just a hero there's no yeah. anti-hero elements he's just a hero yeah. he's walking around and people are giving him fruits and vegetables and shit <laughs> and he's just like i'm a i'm, I'm king to these people it's like i just don't like it yeah no. just don't like it all right cheers and then let's get the fuck out all of right. here because i don't want the camera to well, keep, quick, keep quick all right um my cheers of the week is for Guillermo del Toro. I say that because I just recently watched uh, Nightmare Alley, his nice. newest film. It's currently streaming on HBO Max. Um, recommend it, especially if you're a noir fan, which I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just consistently has his own vision in movies, and you know, since the very beginning, I've been a big fan. Um, obviously, Blade Two, what what. Um, you know, uh, I just don't like Blade Two. Oh, man, 
Just don't like it. I don't. I don't get it. It's a good movie, but the CG just it bothers me, man. I'm a, I'm a person that likes you know hand to hand visceral martial uh, arts. Again, I'm ordinarily a stickler for that kind of thing, but the world building and all the other fight scenes outside of that one, two, um, make up for it for me. Um, great world builder, very modern, interesting take on on fantasy, especially. Um, would have loved to see what he did with The Hobbit, which he was originally going to be directing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. <clears> how did just, you watch it? What? How did you watch Nightmare Alley? You went to the theater? No, no, no I saw it on HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you say that? I'm sorry mm-hmm. if, you, if you mentioned that. That's I fine. Didn't... You don't listen, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I saw it on HBO Max. And um, yeah, I mean, a great movie. Um, I think one of his more mainstream movies as of recent. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I think if, if you've dipped your toe in the waters of uh, Guillermo del Toro's recently recent films, such as Shape of Water, um, give us one a shot. We got it already. That was the... Just in case I didn't know. I want, I want to connect the dots. <laughs> Let uh, them connect the dots. Okay, Fuck them. Fine, fine, fine. But yeah, no, I, I think shout out to him. He's a living legend. I enjoy, really, the vast majority of his movies. Um, so yeah alright <clears throat> my cheers of the week goes to Sifu and all of the developers uh, who were involved in making that game um, since it's my cheers of the week I'll just talk about it a little bit and then next week I'll talk about it more because I'll be able to I, I will have like put more hours into the game I talked about this game we talked about it a bunch in like one of our like most anticipated games and stuff and i've been excited about this ever since i heard about it and finally got my hands on it it's finally out it's one of those games where you're like is it ever going to come out is it ever going to yeah. be real like is it ever going to like not be a beta version of the game for a long time yeah yeah so it finally comes out and and here's the thing with uh, about me like the, i jump i jump on these martial arts games uh for honor absolver um, I remember they developed Absolver, which makes sense because it feels like Absolver. Yeah. Um, I played Rise of Honor when I was a kid, the mm-hmm. Jet League game, which was a fantastic game. Very underrated. People don't talk about it. I think it's amazing. Did you play the uh, Chow Yun Fat game? Stranglehold? Yes, of course it is. Yeah, Gun Fu. Amazing. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, basically a Max Payne yeah. game. You can hit a button and you do the swirling shooting and the... the <laughs> The doves, yeah. yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> so I, I I leap onto these these types of games. And anytime that they're done well, um, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, Shadow of Mordor, fantastic game. The, the thing that gets written about for Shadow of Mordor is the hierarchy system of the, of the um, orcs and stuff like that. Yeah. But the fighting system is fantastic. Oh, great, yeah. Same thing with all of the Batman games. Mm-hmm. Same kind of deal with uh, um, Sifu. It's a, it's, a, it's a similar fight engine and stuff. Basically, w- what I'm trying to say is, like, I've been waiting for a game to figure out how to um, put into video games how complex martial arts is. Mm-hmm. I'm such a huge fan of martial arts in every form. And watching like seeing how these developers respect martial arts as a thing is always really fun because like when you get 
like a game like this or like a game like for honor for instance where they're like there's there there seems to be a a, a real respect for um the characters and like the different cultures like a samurai versus a knight there is a real respect for how that fight would actually happen mm-hmm. and you get like these different techniques and how they would swing their swords and how they would block and parry and defend themselves and their killing blows and all of this stuff and the same thing for this like when it comes to martial arts i like seeing a developer like really care about like how that would act how that interaction would actually happen versus like how can we make this video game make sense like with batman i love the batman the arkham series but it's a stretch. You know what I mean? Sometimes you'll hit the parry system and this motherfucker will fly across the <laughs> yeah. map and like kick the shit out of somebody that wasn't I, even like, you I, know what I mean? Like I do I do kind of love that though. I mean, it's just like Yeah, no, it's cool. It's fantastic. It's comic book level shit and I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not complaining, but it's obviously outside the realm sure. of, you know, like respecting martial arts and stuff like that so i love when these developers and i i was like really excited about absolver and absolver like wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be it was just kind of it just wasn't it just didn't do it this so far i've only i've only put a couple hours into it but so far it's 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 really fun so i'll give a full review hopefully next week okay but i wanted to shout out the game because yeah it's so far so good nice there you go all right all right all right, before we get out of here, let's review this brewski really quick so we can get the <laughs> fuck out of here and fucking hopefully the camera doesn't die while yes. we're reviewing the beer. Okay, come on. So our uh, beer of the week, OEC Brewing, the Nelson South Pacific Lager. Obi, what did you think? I love this beer. Fantastic. I think it is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I mean, I don't know. You got nothing to yeah I, I that i mean that exactly goes to show exactly i i finished these babies real quick um yeah there's there is a a, a hoppiness to it that i really enjoy but also oh i have some more in there it uh there's a just i love it i i can't describe i cannot describe it's just very well balanced oh fuck <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome <laughs> Again, it's very well balanced. Just the perfect amount of hops for a lager um, mm-hmm. without it becoming overly hoppy and where I couldn't recommend this to somebody who doesn't like, like let's say, IPAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is my favorite from OEC Brewing yet. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, I love it. I, I feel like this this beer is kind of tailor-made for me. Um, I'm going to give it a I'm gonna give it a five and a half. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. I really enjoy it. Go for it, baby. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think of like what I didn't like about it. I think maybe it's like eh, for a lager, maybe a little too hoppy, I mm-hmm. guess, but, but the, the fun, that's the fun thing that you liked about exactly. it, yeah. which is, it's just funny. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. I still think that the cool ship lager from OEC is like the the pinnacle of what mm. OEC has done so far. Love that fucking lager. Can drink it back to back to back to yeah, back. It's great. Um, but this, you know, this is really good. It's really good. They OEC you you love to see a brewery focus on something that they're good at mm-hmm. and then just do that thing. Yeah. And be really good at that thing. Get super good at that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. If they just just did this forever yeah i'm good with that so far so good so far so good i think that's 
the lesson of this show. Yeah. So far, so good. So a five and a half for Obi and a five for myself. What do you think? Think we're good? I think we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. I think we made it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.